a little public service announcement. Uh, after Mass today, uh, we'll be, I'll be offering a little special blessing over by Mary. Um, so I'll process out and then I'll go over by Mary after that. For anyone who's an expectant mother or uh, wanting to be an expectant mother or who recently had a child, this will be a special Our Lady Guadalupe blessing because that's tomorrow. And since we have the third Sunday of Advent, that gets we don't, we don't actually celebrate it, but we're going to do a prayer for that intention. So that will happen after Mass. Today we celebrate Gaudete. Uh, it's a Latin word that you probably know means rejoice. So we're, we're invited to rejoice today. Uh, we're already halfway through Advent. It's hard to believe. We just started, it seems like, but we're here, already halfway through. And we sort of have this little, little like, minor celebration. We sort of, it's like a glimpse of what is to come. So the church invites us to anticipate that with a little extra joy today. But maybe we can even turn it around and say, how can we make the joy for the Lord? What can we do to make Him joyful? We've been hearing a lot about John the Baptist and what he says and what he's been talking about during Advent. And today, people are coming to him and asking, them, asking him, what should we do? How can we you know, please God with our lives? They're asking to be baptized. And many of them wanted to turn away from their past sins in their life and, and live more in harmony with God. And so they asked John different questions. And what I find interesting is that it's not that they're wanting to radically change their life and turn uh, and go off into the desert or something like that. Extremely. It's just they want to live their same life, but how do I live it in harmony with God? I think that's a good thing for us to think about. Because when we choose to follow God, it doesn't mean that we're going to turn away from everything that we've ever known. It often just means that whatever we're doing right now, the vocation that we're living, the work that we're doing, uh, the, the, the tasks that we have, the people around us, all of those things are going to be affected if we turn to the Lord and, and repent and follow Him and give our lives over to Him. So that, I think, is what the Lord calls us to, is this deep communion. And so John the Baptist is inviting people to, to do that. You know, keep doing what you're doing, but do it in a Christ-centered way, in a, a way that glorifies God. So often when we think of conversion in our lives, we think we have to change everything about us. And it is true, when we, when we follow Jesus, when we turn our lives over to Him, our lives will be drastically different. There's going to be a big change, but that doesn't mean necessarily that the exterior things are going to change. Our lives are changed when we get closer to Jesus, when we move closer to Him. And that, that's going to be something that we're all called to do. But not everyone is called to a radical step where they you know, change their life totally. They go off and do some drastic thing. There are those people who are called to that, but most of us, we just keep doing what we're doing, but in a new way, in a renewed way. So, John the Baptist, when he's describing the Christ, uh, he talks about things that he will do. And one of the things he talked about today is separating the wheat and the chaff. Now, probably most of us it's not common language for us to talk about wheat and chaff, right? But if you're a farmer or something, maybe you've heard of this. Basically, it's a purifying process where you take the wheat and you prepare it to be made into flour. So you get rid of all the husks, the things that uh, don't make flour. So it's this process of purification. And John is telling them that this is what Christ comes to do. He says, his winnowing fan is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So John is, is not saying that Jesus is going to be a farmer, right? He's talking about us. He's talking about human beings and how we need to be purified and how we need to look into our own hearts and separate or purify out those things that are not of God. 
And so that's what John is coming to do, is prepare the way for, for people to really receive Christ. When we remove sin from our life, it allows that space to be open then to receive God. And that's what we are called to do. Each of us has things in our lives that need to be purified in this way. And it's not a shameful thing to admit, like, yeah, I'm a sinner. I mean, join the club, right? We're all here. We all know. We're, we're all sinners. So it's not a shameful thing to say, yeah, I have things to work on. I'm, I'm in need of God's grace. I'm in need of God's mercy. That's all of us. And so when we admit that to the Lord, he gives us ways to do that. One of the ways he does that is to give us the sacrament of reconciliation. So I want to talk a little bit about that. It's a great time of year for us to approach that sacrament of mercy and healing. Um, and if you want to make Jesus rejoice, back to what we talked about in the beginning, if we want to make Jesus rejoice, one of the gifts that we can give to him is to go to him in the sacrament of reconciliation and receive his mercy. So sin is that obstacle to our relationship with God. And so by removing that, we really invite the Lord then to come into our lives in a new way. And Jesus desires to free us from our sins so that he can be with us. Um, Reconciliation is that place where he separates the chaff from the wheat. Or to be blunt, that he does the work of saving us from our sins. That's what he does in the confessional. I know for many of you, you regularly go to confession. That's great. Uh, But I imagine there's some here, maybe, who rarely go or maybe uh, haven't gone for many years. I want to encourage you to go, to make time to... Make a good confession this Advent. We still have two weeks. We're only halfway, so there's still time. Um, And there's a little insert in the bulletin this week that kind of talks about different times for confession as well as the Christmas Mass times. It gives opportunities for that. And the bulletin article this week is also focused on that. So think about that. Read about that. Ponder that. Um, You can also look online if you want to go to another parish. You know, sometimes people feel more comfortable going to a priest they don't know. Great. That's fine. Less work for me, so (laughs) awesome. This is all about healing, right? It's all about receiving God's gift and to be more free to follow God. Jesus rejoices every time he finds a lost sheep that wants to be found. So I invite you to go and receive this gift, and that will truly be a great gift to the Lord. A few tips uh, for those maybe who haven't gone in a while, or just maybe a little review. So if you haven't gone for a long time, don't worry. You can grab yourself a little uh, Knights of Columbus guide or some other guide. You can go online. In fact, there's lots of different examinations of conscience or little explanations of what to say and when to say it. And if all that fails and you still can't figure it out, just come into the confessional and say, Father, I have not been for a long time. What do I do? And 99% of priests will say, I will help you. You know, if you get a grouch, sorry, you know, but it happens now and then. Don't worry about it. The, the Lord is there. The priest is going to be there to help you. So do a thorough examination before you go. Usually... You know, there's a few things that come to mind right away. And those are probably the things that Jesus really wants to heal you from most. You don't have to tell the story. Uh, you don't have to give all the details. You know, if you stole something, if you stole a lot, you can say, you know, it might not be enough to say, I stole something. Uh, but you don't have to say any more than, I stole a lot. Yeah, that's enough. You don't have to say, well, it was a dark, stormy night. And, and there was uh, this and that and the other thing. No, no. Confession doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out thing. It's not, it's not spiritual direction. It's go in, say your sins, maybe get a little counsel, maybe get uh, a penance, and then act of contrition, 
and then uh, you know go on your way. So it's pretty straightforward. It's very simple. It doesn't have to be very complicated. Realize that for most of us, the healing process is ongoing. So when we confess our sins, sometimes those sins have affected us very deeply, and so it takes time for that healing process to continue. But as soon as we confess our sins, uh, we are immediately forgiven those sins. So they're no longer affecting us in that negative way, and they're no longer blocking God's grace from entering into our lives. So it's, a, it's an immediate response, whether our our uh, confession is with perfect contrition or imperfect contrition. doesn't matter. That's the, the beauty of the sacrament is that it works, even if we're not perfectly, uh, you know, formed. And again, don't be embarrassed. Um, I've heard a, a lot of confessions, and most priests have heard a lot of confessions, and I can tell you I haven't heard a new sin in many, many years. So you're not that unique. You're not that special when it comes to your sins. You're special and unique because of the fact that God loves you, and wants to have communion with you. And that's what makes us special, not because of our sins. So, to be honest, very often, especially if it's a longer confession, by the time they're done talking, I don't even remember what the first thing was. So, you know, don't worry about that. The priest is not going to look at you and say, you've got three heads, or you're really crazy, or you're strange, or whatever. Like, no, it's not going to happen. And finally, the, the devil uses shame, uses embarrassment, and uses fear to keep us from receiving God's healing. Because he knows... If we go to the confessional and we confess our sins, that he no longer is going to have that handle to grab onto us and pull us down. So he will, he will say anything or try to whisper anything into our ears that makes us fearful or makes us worried or makes us ashamed to go to confession. So don't let those things keep you from receiving God's grace. I'm interested in helping all of us to have a richer and fuller experience of life. And this sacrament, the Sacrament of Reconciliation, is meant to help us do that, to keep us open to that steady flow of God's grace into our, high, into our hearts, into our lives, and to keep us from being cut off from the poison of sin and its effects in our life. So I rejoice that God gives us this opportunity to be free, and I invite you to experience that joy that comes from God's mercy.